0: Welcome to the Work Positive Podcast with your host, executive coach and culture architect, Dr. Joey Fawcett. Discover strategies and tactics that work positive as Dr. Joey talks with industry leaders who create a positive work culture that attracts top talent and reduces team turnover. Discover how you can create a work positive culture that increases productivity and profits. Here's your host, Dr. Joey
1: Hey, Work Positive Nation, you know, about 60 to 70% of my guests uh, in these episodes of the Work Positive podcast are, shall I say, guys like Gary Ridge and Jesse Cole and Julie Bauke, people like that who uh, work with a variety of companies and who are regarded as experts in their field, culture experts, things like that. 30 to 40% of my guests, I'm quite intentional about these percentages, by the way. 30 to 40% of my guests are persons that I refer to as expert practitioners. That is, they are also experts and are engaged with a company right and doing the kinds of things that create a positive work culture that increases productivity and profits that attracts top talent and that reduces team turnover and so today is one of these expert practitioners um he happens to be a fellow Virginian. That's right. We both hail from the Commonwealth, right? And uh, there are just a few commonwealths in the U.S. and we happen to be in one of them. Um, he has the enviable task of living on the coast of Virginia I wasn't quite that smart as to locate over there. My wife is from the area in which Dan hails, and uh, so it may be before we leave planet Earth that we wind up back over towards the water. It's in her blood. My guest today also is a Navy veteran and served our country with honor and distinction, so we thank you for your service, sir. Um, My pleasure. Also was an FAA controller, right, and uh, did that for about 20 years in training, so you here hear um, a massive background of opportunities here in which he's been able to discover how to attract top talent and reduce team turnover and create a positive work culture that literally increases productivity and profits for companies because we all want our company to be sustainable, right? Right now, he is the Business Recycling Coordinator for the City of Newport News. So, Work Positive Nation, help me welcome my fellow Virginian and my friend, Dan Baxter. Dan, welcome to the Work Positive Podcast, my friend.
0: Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here, honored to be here.
1: Uh, I'm honored to have you. Uh, So if you're connected to me on LinkedIn, uh, Dr. Joey Fawcett is how you can search for me. You might have received, you most likely received a message from me recently uh, just telling you that the Work Positive podcast is available. Adrian has done an amazing job in letting everybody know that and sending you the link to Gary Ridge's podcast. Well, the responses have come from all over the world, including the Commonwealth of Virginia and Dan Baxter was. one of those who responded and so he began telling me about the kinds of activities the management strategies that he has in leading the business recycling as the business recycling coordinator for the city of Newport News and I said Dan this is golden would you please come on and share with work positive nation about this so man the honor is mine thank you so much I appreciate the opportunity so so let's dive right on in we're in a weird Time right now, we're recording this in the middle of January 2023. I think we're in a weird time, Dan. And here's why I think we're in a weird time. We're seeing large companies, right? Massive companies laying off. And at the same time, we're hearing daily this I can't find people to work, I can't find great people to work. To, to join a company. So it's almost like we've got a foot in, in two different places. It's like, uh, well, you and I are from Virginia. You know, you can go to Bristol, Tennessee and Bristol, Virginia and, and Bristol, be in both Virginia places at the, the same promise. time, right? <laughs> you yeah. can straddle the line. So it's almost like we're, we're in two places at once here. How do you, as the business recycling coordinator for the City of Newport News, attract top
0: talent? Well, the interesting thing that, uh, to your points, Dr. Joey, is that I get to see both sides of this problem because I'm dealing with thousands of businesses a year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I provide a service, but I mm-hmm. also connect them. And in talking to them, here's you know companies like Ferguson Enterprises, thirty-three thousand people. Wow. Um, we've got the Huntington Engel shipbuilding,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: is equal in size.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: they can't find people in certain specialties. Mm-hmm. They can't. Then I've got small businesses, local bars and restaurants, you know, small entrepreneurial firms like a company called Junk Luggers, which I was with yesterday. Um, <laughs> and they name. can't find people, they can't find entry-level employees. Hmm. The problem is transcending, and yet there's people out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's like, okay,
2: yeah, well, yeah. It
0: seems to be the disconnect. Yeah. And here in the city, we've got a problem attracting, even though we, all the cities in the region, and I talk to cities throughout the Commonwealth of Virginia, and we've got the same problems. Mm. Okay. We can't find people. We can't we keep raising salaries, entrance salaries. Mm-hmm. And then if you do find people, it's a hard time. You're having a hard time keeping people. Yeah. Part of the challenge is what I call mentor up, mentor down.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So I speak a lot in schools and organizations, schools and churches and things and groups like civic groups, mm-hmm. and many of them do not realize the jobs that like the city has that we can't fill.
2: Hmm.
0: Good benefits, right. decent pay, mm-hmm. fairly secure jobs. Mm -hmm. we can't fill the positions Hmm. and it's a challenge Mm. So we have to go out there and we have to what you know my claim to fame is that i am willing to go out and talk to different groups and try to take the pulse if you will Mm. the barometer of what's going on and where people are Mm -hmm. when you talk to young people coming out of college and again I've worked with William & Mary, Christopher Newport, Old Dominion University, mm-hmm. all these different schools, and I'm finding people that they can't find a job. They're telling me, I can't find a job. And I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. The jobs are there. Mm-hmm. They're online. You apply online. It's the, the process is there. Mm. The smaller entrepreneurs, again, it's it's a problem that, that's transcending society. Yes. hmm we have kind of gotten away from teaching the next generations what we know. Mm, and that's what and you mean by mentor up and mentor. down. Mentor up and mentor down. So if you're a young person watching this podcast, what I would recommend is find somebody that's further along in their career than you, mm. whether it's in your field or not, mm-hmm. find somebody that you can talk to that can give you some advice. Mm. If you're older and you don't have children or grandchildren. Mm. Uh, look at somebody that's younger than you and just engage them in conversation. Mm-hmm. Because you learn so much by listening and engaging them. Find out where they are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They will divorce themselves from their cell phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, eventually, if you catch them at just the right time. And, well, and that, that's, uh, it's, um, it's a
0: fascinating point, but think about it. If, yeah, if you engage people They will engage.
1: They will. So, man, I love this strategy of the way you attract top talent is to make yourself available in the communities and to universities to uh, talk about what it is that you do as a business recycling coordinator for the city of Newport News, and then also to encourage people to develop these relationships up and down. By the way, I I was mentored, uh, the first time I remember being mentored by someone younger than me, was when we had VCRs, and my eight-year-old knew more about programming it than I did. So (laughs) I was was exactly right there.
0: (laughs) I have an 11-year-old that tutored me on something with my iPhone the other day.
1: There you are. Yeah. Okay.
0: And, and because the, she could do, and, and she, she goes, grandpa, give me your phone. <laughs> Just give it to me. <laughs> I love it. So I uh, mean, what a great
1: strategy for you to go out into the community and to yeah, seek astute for an
0: 11 year old. She instructed me on, okay, you do this and then uh-huh. you hold your, your finger here and then you uh-huh. do this Uh-huh. and It fixes the problem.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she showed you exactly what to do. Yeah, but I love this strategy that you have instead of you staying in your office and expecting that the attraction factor will kick in and top talent will find you. You're out there in the community and you're serving others. And by that way, you're attracting top talent. I love that. So, Dan, let's say that you uh, are attracting top talent, that you're putting together teams that are doing meaningful work. Uh, people who are attracted to this whole notion of recycling uh, and working with businesses to do that. How do you reduce team turnover? How do you keep people on those teams once you put them together, Dan?
0: Well, you have to listen. Mm. Okay. And and you have to engage them. And sometimes you have to put the team into a non-traditional environment Mm. instead of the working environment, just take them and put them into a, you know, let's go out and grab a cup of coffee. Let's go out and, you know, grab lunch together. Let's go just do something non-traditional for half an hour. Mm. And what that does is it breaks down barriers. Mm. Okay, because then you learn, you know, you don't have to be their buddy. You don't have to be their friend. but you do as a leader have to be friendly and approachable. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. Okay. And sometimes you have to tell people the brutally honest truth. But yeah. it, it, as a leader, part of what you have to be able to do is keep your finger on the pulse. Mm. Mm. So when a project is big and it goes sideways, what is the first thing most people in management different than a leader? Mm. Okay. Yep. Managers want to blame somebody. Yeah. As a retired air traffic controller, I can tell you from going over uh, air traffic controllers, in case you didn't know, when there's an aircraft incident or accident, Uh people involved provide their information. But we take people from outside of that local environment Mm. and they become part of the investigating team. Gotcha. So when we do the investigation, so like pilots that are involved, we have other pilots that come in and listen and look and interview. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing for the controllers. And sometimes you'll find that it, an incident, something that went wrong was a chain of events. Mm-hmm. That unruly chain of events that led to the incident, that if you had broken the chain at any point and broken the chain, problem would have gone away. Think about that in your life. Whenever something's gone wrong, and everybody does this, you know, anything from getting stopped for speeding or running a stop sign or something, you play it back in your mind over and over and over again. And you're trying to blame something or somebody. (laughs) That's right.
1: We play blame immediately.
0: Exactly. But if you go back and review the situation and say, okay, what could I have done to have Mm. stopped the situation maybe nothing yep but part of what i do with teams is self-reflect people come and complain about something it's whoa 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 whoa. i'm happy to listen to your problem Mm -hmm. however come self-reflect take a moment take a breath look at what's going on and realize it's not the end of the world (laughs) even though it might seem like it in the moment right It might seem like it in the moment, but then again, when you react to a situation, you just feed it.
1: Yes, you do when you react. The
0: conversation we were having, to the point that I was making in the conversation we were having before we went on the podcast, was working with teams is kind of like training a dog. Mm. You have to know what motivates people to get them to do what you want them to do, and then you make it their idea. Yeah, See, once you make it somebody else's idea to do what you want them to do, mm-hmm. your work is over. All you yeah. have to do is kind of guide it, to guide the cats in a direction. You have to put food at the other end of wherever it is you want to go. They'll go for food.
1: Yeah, I have to find a stimulus that that works. And once you, that motivation is captured, then it's off to the races and your teams are highly, highly engaged. Well, I, I love that first skill of listen, that's the one that um, so many leaders run by, I think, is because I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. How do you, Dan Baxter, ensure that you're listening in a way that reduces team turnover?
0: Shut up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and in, in in the brief time that we've known each other, you know, I'm a talker, but yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it is hard to throttle your brain back because somebody's saying something and you want to respond. Mm. And then you start getting ahead of the conversation and now you're disengaged. You're not listening to your target.
2: Mm.
0: How many times do you hear that or see that even in your own relationships, husband and wife, yeah. you know, boyfriend, girlfriend? The same thing is true in the workplace.
1: It is. And I think um, if I can combine a couple of things that are really like you're talking about here. First of all, listening, if we can combine that with drop the blame and pick up the claim, because that's, exactly. that's the way I talk about what you're talking about. If I'm reacting in a situation and talking about it, then I'm I'm seeking to CYA, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to blame somebody else so that I'm not held responsible for the outcomes, However, if I'm listening, it's far easier for me to claim, to use your word self-reflection, it's far easier for me to claim my role in and take responsibility in that situation. So that's a wonderful combination of listening and drop the blame, pick up the claim. I love that that, uh, as a way of reducing team turnover. So Dan Baxter is my guest today, Work Positive Nation. He is the business recycling coordinator for the city of Newport News, a practitioner who is obviously very thoughtful. And Dan, I mean, before this conversation is over, Work Positive Nation is gonna be knocking your door down to come work with you, right? Because you're such an amazing leader. How do you know when you're getting it right, Dan? How do you measure for a positive work culture?
0: Good question. And it's a question that's oftentimes not asked mm. okay? and it's not taught in a lot of management theologies, lack yeah. like a better phrase, yeah. and, you know, I've witnessed this in my many years in the workforce is, you know, this theology or this, that theology. And it's like, mm-hmm. I get my guidance from people like you and several other people who, mm. a couple of whom I know personally, uh-huh. Who are motivators? They're motivational speakers. Mm-hmm. One of them goes to church with me, and he's mm-hmm. and he got shot eight times and as a Navy special operator. Wow! Um, and I watched him overcome things, and mm-hmm. I know his family, and I know him. Uh-huh. And it's uh, but he the one thing he talks about in measurement is think of life as a spiral. Okay. OK, so as you go up, you keep crossing the same points again, yeah. but not at the same level. Mm. OK, so when you're when I'm measuring success, it's like I'm looking at people in a project to see if they are pushing themselves to the next level. Mm. So when the team is just naturally building on its resources and the team is some of its is. Points, okay. Mm -hmm. some. If you want a team, you've got to build. If you're a leader, you surround yourself with the people that don't that know what you don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Okay,
0: and can do what you can't do.
1: That's right. Otherwise, you're in an echo chamber, right?
0: (laughs) Exactly, and where a lot of um, young managers get because they haven't been taught this. Again, it's a mentor-up, mentor-down thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: in practice, okay? So they don't have anybody to hold them accountable. Mm. But when your team is working, it's constantly trying to make the project better. Mm. They're learning from their mistakes. They're learning from things that, well, oh, well, this idea didn't work. Why don't we try something new? Gotcha. But we don't go radically new. We go just a degree or two. so off the point mm. to kind of it, it's a sailing analogy i use in order mm. to sail a boat across the chesapeake bay from virginia uh-huh. beach to uh, you know to the north shore yeah it's not a straight line
1: oh no no we sailed out of uh, deltaville and went up to chrisfield maryland once that was anything but a straight line
0: exactly <laughs> so you adjust your sails oh. Uh-huh. And, you know, one of the other things that I want to point out on, on the measurement aspect of this is that the measurement is getting to your goal. Mm-hmm. It's not the straight only. Yes. It's how do you get to the goal? How do you build the team to get to that goal?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And as the team grows and they're nurtured, they will keep self-improving. That mm-hmm. whole self-reflection thing becomes it becomes ingrained in your team. Mm-hmm. And instead of looking to blame, it's like, hmm, well, this idea didn't work, but it didn't work because, OK, mm-hmm. now they're self-reflecting. It didn't mm-hmm. work because as opposed to, well, so-and-so had a, you know, this idea was stupid. This person's a <laughs> moron. This person has no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. And they're telling us what to do, uh-uh. which happens a lot in organizations, whether mm-hmm. it's it's in the private sector or the public sector, mm-hmm. it happens a lot. So you break the cycle. Again, that's earlier discussion about breaking a chain of events. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly when you're constantly improving, mm-hmm. no, you never hit the the pinnacle of you know the perfect job. Right. Right. You will never get there, mm-hmm. which is fine. But you will be the best that you can be. Remember that upward spiral thing? You're Mm -hmm. you're crossing this point over and over again, but you're going up.
1: At a different level. Mm -hmm.
0: When you've got them where you want them, Mm. they will constantly self-improve.
1: I love that. So the way that you measure that you're attracting top talent and reducing your team turnover is – continuous improvement. Uh, We like to refer to it as a forgiveness culture where you can make new mistakes faster, right? Mm -hmm. And you're constantly learning, reflecting on previous experiences and how can we improve moving forward. I absolutely love that. Dan, what are some of the challenges that you're facing as the business recycling coordinator for the city of Newport News in creating a positive work culture?
0: Attitude. Mm. management techniques that are being engaged in that are not really management. Okay. Mm. And what does that mean? Well, leadership and management are two entirely different things. How so? Leadership is, is having your finger on the pulse, getting your team to a goal. Okay. Whatever that goal may be. Mm -hmm. Okay. Management is, trying to keep things under control, which, by the way, the harder you control things, the least con- the less control you get. The more <laughs> you put your finger, it's like trying to train a dog, and I keep coming back to this analogy. Yeah. <laughs> it's trying to train a dog that's pulling on a leash uh-huh. by letting them pull you. Okay, well, if you change directions on them, And every time they come, it's a very simple technique, but it works. Dog goes and pulls in one direction. You do an about face and go in the other direction. Then they come back up, run in the other direction. Then you you keep doing this for like four or five times. And suddenly the dog stops running in the wrong direction and starts looking at you. (laughs) It's like, what are you doing, you moron human? I'm trying to go over there and chase a bunny rabbit or a squirrel or my Whirl. next door neighbor, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Uh. OK, dealing with people is pretty much the same thing. OK, mm. no, people are not dogs. However, left to our own devices, we see a squirrel. We're going to chase it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If there's something that gets your eye. OK, that shiny object. Thank sure. you. So that, that's a challenge. Shiny object, cell mm. phone.
1: So shiny object syndrome, right? Okay. So uh, with that being said, how do you address this challenge of attitude, Dan?
0: Accountability. Okay. Okay. And that's one of the other challenges is the lack of accountability. Mm. And accountability doesn't mean you fire somebody over something. Right. But if they're doing something wrong, you correct it. Or you bring it to their attention and let them correct it.
2: Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm.
0: But there has to be an accountability. You know, the church preaches forgiveness. Christ mm-hmm. followers preach forgiveness. Yes, forgiveness is true. It's in the Bible. Yep. However, comma, that does not mean you're absolved of the responsibility for the consequences of your action.
1: Yeah, and there's the acknowledgement of the action originally as well in that forgiveness culture. So accountability is putting enough pressure on someone to become their best self there you go and and that is claiming right their Mm -hmm. responsibility and i'm going back to our earlier conversation as opposed to blaming and then listening to them and helping them really coaching them to move forward into to better behavior
0: and and good leaders are good coaches
1: Mm. and what does that mean to you dan
0: OK, uh, to be a coach means that, that you're trying to encourage your people to be the best they can be, to be mm. better than yesterday. Mm. OK, I don't want you to be perfect. You're <laughs> not <good>. me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't known too many of those people. I knew a few, few who thought they were perfect, but I <laughs>
0: But they were mistaken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but far be it for me to <laughs> burst their bubble. And it,
0: right. and it, but that goes back to the whole self-reflection thing.
1: Yes. So sometimes if you
0: want people to be a clone of you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: let them come to that on their own.
2: Mm. I'll
0: give you an example.
2: Okay. It's
0: kind of a funny, funny thing. My wife and my youngest granddaughter are like loggerheads when they're together. <laughs> Uh The funniest thing is that my youngest, our youngest granddaughter is so much like her grandmother. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. I have to sit the two of them together when we go out for dinner so that my wife doesn't look at the baby. She'll look at at our older granddaughter who sits next to me and she'll focus on her. Uh Uh-huh but the youngest granddaughter will order the same with the same specificity <laughs> and tell the server exactly be very respectful but she wants something she wants a cheesesteak sandwich done a certain way <laughs> the way grandma does it. and like uh, my son saw this for the first time a couple of weeks ago when he goes oh my god they're clones of each other <laughs> But, you know, to that point, it, it, it's the same thing as with, with leadership. And mm. I go leadership over management.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Managers try to hold the status quo or, or keep mm. something from getting out of hand, mm-hmm. okay? Which may or may not be the way you want your business or your team to operate.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you need that stasis, but most of the time, in the rapid pace with the rapid pace of change today, driven so much by technology, we we've got to constantly be innovating and creating, right? Dan Baxter is the business recycling coordinator for the city of Newport News. Um, Dan, before I get to uh, what Work Positive Nation always wants to know from my guests, how's a good way for Work Positive Nation to reach out to you?
0: Well, you can reach out to me via email
1: okay. at
0: um, DBAXT001 at Outlook.com, which is my personal email.
1: Okay. Boy, that's that's really okay. nice of you to give us your personal email address. And if you're walking the dog around the Peloton or something while you're listening or driving down the road and can't make a note of that, it's in the show notes. Just go to the show notes and you'll find it there. So, Dan, Work Positive Nation as I said a moment ago, always wants to know from our guest, what's the one thing, what's your one thing, Dan Baxter, that you would recommend Work Positive Nation to do today to start creating a positive work culture?
0: I have a quote okay. that I wrote down that I yeah. live by, and it, it came from my dad, but where he got it from, I don't know, rest mm-hmm. his He who loses his head is usually the last one to notice it.
1: <laughs> he who loses his head is usually the last one to notice it
0: and, and the thing that i want people to to come away from this this podcast from think about this self-reflection over reaction. Mm. and the last three points here and the last one is life's life's ambushes are inevitable okay mm-hmm. in the workplace in your life Things are going to go sideways in a bad way. Yeah, at some point. Okay. Surround yourself with positive people. Mm. Find people around you, not maybe in the workforce, just maybe friends and family that you can just vent to Mm -hmm. long enough for them to say, hey, smack you upside the head (laughs) and say, All right, snap out of it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. You're not fixing the problem. Yeah, we gave you two minutes of a pity party. Now let's move forward.
0: (laughs) Right. You know, weather the storm, deal with the consequences. Uh Remember, suffering is a choice. Mm. Suffering is a choice. And that doesn't mean that you are not going through a bad time Mm -hmm. or a bad situation. Mm. But if you're suffering. And you oh, my God, poor pitiful me, Mm -hmm. poor, poor pitiful me, and people won't want to be around you. Mm. And yes, you know, I've had some recent very bad trials in in my personal life and Mm. that happened one right after the other. Sure. And it's like, deal with it. That's what Mm. I did was deal with it Mm. and surround myself with people that are like, hey, you know, if you need our help, we're here.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and find the people that can help you and surround yourself with people that can help you. Mm. You'd I be surprised that. when when times are rough in, in the business and the management, you know, in, in leadership, sometimes you need to have that person, that mentor up mm-hmm. to come back and say, hey, it's going to be okay. Yeah. We can work through this. We can get through the problem.
1: Mm. I love it. So there are a couple of uh, one things for us to do from Dan Baxter, Work Positive Nation, and that is self reflect rather than react. And that self-reflection leads to response. And then secondly, surround yourself with positive people. Uh, Jim Rohn was my favorite business philosopher, and he was fond of saying that you are the average of the five persons with whom you spend the most time. So surround yourself with those positive people and then get in there and be with them just as much as you can. Dan Baxter, the business recycling coordinator for the city of Newport News, has been my guest on this episode of work positive podcast. Dan, I've learned a lot. Thank you so much for being such a, an amazing practitioner of positive work culture uh, with city of Newport News. I've learned a lot. I know work positive nation has. Thank you for the gift of your time and wisdom today.
0: Well, it was an honor to present Thank you. Thank you for
1: listening to this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. Please share this podcast with your friends who are HR and small business leaders so they can do one thing today to create a positive work culture that increases productivity and profits. I'd like to give you a free work positive course just for listening. It's called Something to Talk About, and it's transformed the work conversations of so many people all over the world. Get your free copy when you go to workpositive.today.com. Something to talk about, and you can start transforming your conversations today. Remember, it pays to work positive.